can start it starts right now right here (laughs) oh my goodness awesome Uh, this is this is so exciting i I I haven't seen i haven't seen turner man turner it's been it's been a couple months man i miss you yeah i i believe it's i want to say it was uh halloween oh my gosh no no i would have seen you no i saw you at christmas Christmas. yeah yeah, holidays during the holidays right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah any so, holiday uh, at this point. You probably haven't seen Jacob, and when's the last time you guys got to go Hall- It had to it be ha- Halloween. A, I usually see Halloween. Turner every Halloween, for sure. Yeah, it was a Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like oh, for place. those yeah. of you who don't know, we have today as our guest the amazing Turner Nguyen. I actually, I got to be honest, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. I've been calling you Turner Nguyen my whole life, but I don't know if that's Turner correct. doesn't know either. He, I know, he doesn't know. I don't even know, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wake <laughs> up and one day it's... Smith. Next day it's Johnson. That's great. Third day it's Nguyen. Yeah. So it just That's depends great. on the day. Yeah, it just depends on the day. <laughs> no, we're happy to have you Turn. on the show. Welcome to the Biofriendly well, Podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Yes. Tur- Turner is an old friend of ours. Turner, if you uh, if you happen to have watched our uh, our entertainment content in the past, you would recognize Turner because Turner often shows up. Uh, Yar and Dar. He was in Tumbleweed. He had a great great role in Tumbleweed. He was also in in Good Cops. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. And did you make it into Harker? trying to think if we got you in that you know what no i did not yes but we that's because we left la for the most part so like it was hard it was hard to get a lot of our la homies into harker because we were in the midwest (laughs) in a in a blizzard when we made that one that's right that's That's right i remember that that's Mm -hmm. true yeah, but, but you, uh, Tur- Turner is a is a is a playwright, a terrific, talented playwright. Oh, uh, he's he's you. written and directed many many plays that I've been honored enough to be part of, uh, as is my thank wife and, and many other people across Los Angeles. Um, and as with uh, with the rest of us who who get into this crazy entertainment business, Turner is uh, is is also has another another interesting specialty that relates to the environment. And uh, and I'm very excited to to uh, to have him on today. We we are very excited to have him on today. We, I, I am also excited. excited because the fact that right. he's a playwright that just brings the sophistication, and that's what we need on this show. We need right. to we need to, we it need does. to aim Absolutely. high, aim for the stars, and that's, that's what we right. do with our guests. Is we bring <laughs> we just that that way we can really have people who you know normally tune in and go, oh, I can't, I couldn't bear not a second of this show, but then they hear our right. guest and they're like, hmm, it's garbage, <laughs> it's garbage. Yeah. Exactly. Dreadful. <laughs> Drivel. It's dreadful. Drivel. How, how did you two meet each other? How you was it in theater? In in acting? Is that the Yeah. Yeah, it was actually. I was doing a show out in LA, uh, and then um which I casted Noel's wife Talia in. And uh, smart choice. You always gotta go to the yeah, better. You absolutely. always gotta go to the better one first. The more talented yeah, goes the more talented. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, she was cast in one of our shows and uh from there, you know, uh Noel came and uh supported one of our shows, uh and, and the rest is history. The you rest know, we became good friends and uh you know, started working together and uh it's been fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man, it's 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 been a wild ride, man. Our, our, our kids have the same name. That's how that's how close we are. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You, I, I have a son named Jaden, and I have a daughter and named Jaden. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that was, uh, <laughs> that was unplanned. Yeah. And what, what I love it about was it too is it was awesome. We're, it was accidental. Noel has a son named Owen, and I have a son named Ewan. So we like to just get real close on the naming. There, <laughs> there it's great. <laughs> we are. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to feel like I'm not original, but that's not fair. <laughs> that's that is not true. Because to be fair. Uh, 
uh, Kelly Turner's wife and and Talia, my wife, were were they were pregnant at the same time? Or we had our, our children were yes. like they had bellies at the yes. same time. Yeah, we weren't telling right. anybody names because we didn't. Right. Like, you know, we, none of us mm-hmm. were revealing names. Yeah. And so then it came, and then and then finally came the babies were born, and we were doing the names, and it was like whoa 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 whoa. You're <laughs> naming your kid Jaden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah. Well, the same thing happened with and our Owen and Ewan too. It was just a complete coincidence, and they were yeah. pregnant at mm-hmm. close to the same time. Yep. So I love it. Yeah. So. They just great minds think alike. But beyond that, uh, Turner is, is also has been in the food service industry uh, in management for uh, a long as time. long as I've known you. I think, right? I mean, yes, uh, I, I've been in the food service industry for about thirty years since I yeah a long time. But in management, about twenty years. Yeah. Wow. And so I've I've uh, I've been a part of every possible concept, from full service to uh, quick service to fast casual. So, um, you know, I've been part of that industry, that movement for a long time, all of it based here in, in the L.A., Southern California area, too. Yeah, so, I mean, very cool. we're, as part of getting Turner on, because he, he works for real, like real brands, not, not sure. like the, the fake ones. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he, works, like, he works for, for, for big companies. Right. right. Um, we, we, uh, we have to put this giant disclaimer that I'll probably keep repeating. Because it's the only way we can get them on the, on the show, right? And the giant yeah. disclaimer is... Let's hear the giant disclaimer. Uh, Turner's, Turner's opinions are, are his own. Uh, uh, he's yeah. not, he is not going to... We're not going to, to talk about any specific company that he has worked for so that we don't make any specific <laughs> company feel like yeah. they have to now back up his statements. Oh, because we're nice. trying to get as honest an interview, interview as possible. Uh, and we're trying to get uh, as much out of him as, as possible. So we're not going to tell you where he works. What he has, has, we're just not getting into any of it. You're just going to have to trust that because he's Jacob, my friend, that he is who we say he is. <laughs> uh, this yeah. feels yeah. so and, uh, spy. This feels so great. Like, I kind of feel like Turner right. should yeah. be just a silhouette mm-hmm. of a head. And then we distort his voice. And he's like, well, let me tell you the next and thing. Just about, like this. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you about this one company that I work for. <laughs> And, and obviously, Turner, if there's stuff that, that you feel like that you just can't talk about because it it, um, it gets you in trouble or it could potentially get you in trouble, yeah. then don't talk about it. That's fine. Uh, yeah. we're just, Absolutely. We're gonna, Thank you. We're, we're going to be broad and we're going to be general. And we know that these sure. are your opinions and not the opinions of any of the many gigantic uh, food chains. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. This message years. was endorsed by um, the BioFriendly Podcast. Cool. So, so welcome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Awesome. Uh, so, so Turner, um, it, there's an interesting yeah. thing happening uh, nowadays, uh, and that is that that the message of being green and going green has uh, has kind of filtered its way into the uh, into the food service community, into like all of it, um, and it's becoming yeah. a, a button. And I, I wanted to know um, just what just today what what you're finding you have to do now more than you did before in order to sort of help the planet and, and, and think about the planet now in, in, uh, in running these stores. Well, you know, it's really interesting is that when it comes to food and food service, uh, sustainability has been around for a long time. Um, but it has never really taken control as, uh, as, as a, as a form of really trying to make it work on all levels. Um, there's been a lot of, um, like for instance, in the last decade, farm to table is something that I think that we've all heard that term quite you know oh definitely and yeah Yeah. and farm to table is actually it's been around for a long time you know you get chefs like you know thomas keller who've been doing it for you know years and years but over the course of the last decade we're seeing more and more of it and a lot of that is just from the idea that people seem to want more control of 
what's being put on their plate, you know, when it comes to food service. And uh, with that, um, a lot of it is smaller structures are being created. So instead of thinking of it as a one big giant thing where it's like, you know, we're pulling from here, 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 uh, a lot of chefs, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of food service um, minds are starting to think smaller. Like, how can I get something on the plate that allows me to control it, that allows hmm. me to have impact over it, as opposed to how I grow it, what I put, uh, the energies I put into it, the water I used, and all that stuff. So it's certainly, um, it's definitely taking flight. It's been more prevalent in the last probably, like I said, five, six years, but it's growing. For sure. For sure. You know, yeah. and uh, we're going to see more and more of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's it's interesting because I've always thought that going green, if you do it right, could be more, uh, it could be more efficient than than not. And and when you think talk about food, I mean, farm to table, that seems it seems not just more sustainable for the environment, but more sustainable for the business because you're getting fresh food from the farm that you're sourcing specifically right. for your needs, right? Yeah, yeah, and it allows you to have more control over it, uh, yeah. the quality control, I guess, aspect of it, definitely. You know, um, because you know you're you're really kind of cultivating, you know, this product from the beginning to the very end, as opposed to just simply, you know, getting it delivered to you, you know, from right. some mass farm somewhere else. So, right. uh, but yeah, it's definitely growing. And, um, you know, I think it's really harder for larger companies to kind of capture the sustainability approach just because uh, sustain- being sustainable requires a lot of energy and it requires a lot of money, you know, when you're sure. converting how you, you know, conduct a business and, and all that stuff. So, it's it's a slow process, but it's certainly getting there. I can speak, uh, you know, there are some companies out there that are doing a lot more now than they were five years ago. Uh, for instance, you know, just using more renewable renewable materials, um, even like a coffee cup. You know, uh, there's uh, ways to get uh, that to be much more sustainable. I think um, that's kind of like the next phase, as you're seeing, less plastic, uh, more uh, renewable, you know, materials. You know, in the everyday things that we use in the food service industry. Yeah, we've hit, we've hit, uh, you know, as, as you may have heard, turn right. I, I think you've listened to a few of these podcasts now and again, you know, yeah. uh, being a supportive <laughs> friend as you are. Um, you know that we've hit the, we've hit the coffee industry as an example um, mm-hmm. pretty hard in the past for, for, for not doing enough and not being more sustainable. Although I've, I've read recently that, that companies like Starbucks and, and Coffee Bean and Pizza are, are doing mm. more to, uh, to, do, do, are doing more. Um, do you have any insight on what's going on in that area? Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of it is just like the little things. Like, for instance, you know, the reduction uh, um, of using straws, mm-hmm. right? That's obviously something that we're all very familiar with, especially, you know, living in this um, in Southern California. And yeah. a lot of it is, okay, well, then what's the next step? The next logical step is, you know, um, creating strawless lids, you know, for right. our consumers who are able to, you know, drink their drinks and whatnot. Uh, and, and all those things are just, they're happening. Uh, and But they take time and they take a lot of uh, energy, a lot of effort, a lot of mind power, you know, to be able to make those kinds of changes. Because part of it too is how do you make these sustainable changes, but at the same time, make sure that the consumer understands the why behind it. You know, you'll get a lot of customers uh, who still, you know, you know, we're probably never want to drink a cup without a straw. So it's it's designing items that can help accommodate those customers as well, so they understand that there are alternatives. So right, yeah. yeah. Are there struggles well, with plastic? Because you figure, I mean, I figure there's like with the lids. If you're going to design a new a new 
cup, then or a new lid, then that lid probably is is plastic based. Is there any thought about about uh, going away from that? Yeah. Or are there ways to go away from that? There, there, there's definitely ways, and there's definitely talk about it. Um, I think it's something that a lot of larger companies are all kind of you know putting their brains together and trying to really figure out the alternatives. You know, there's um, there's been alternatives to uh, using paper straws, uh, using mm-hmm. uh, you know straws made out of bamboo, um, you know, using straws that uh, like are made out of metal, uh, things like that. But I think it's just something that. Pe- the, the idea is to get it right, especially for the mass consumption, right? right. So you never you, – when you put this energy and thought into it, you really want to make sure you want, you're thoughtful, you're aware, and you're mindful of, of what, how the consumer is going to take this you know, new approach. Right. But, I mean that's a big thing we talk about here is, is it's, it's, it's not just being responsible, but it's being responsible in a way that's, a, that's effective because people, <laughs> people who don't want to – adapt to your uh, to you know to your crazy environmental idea are just going right. to protest they're just not going to do it they're going to either go somewhere else or they're or they're just going to say you know f you i'm doing whatever i'm, I'm right. not yeah. going to do it yeah. right yeah well, and no absolutely when, when it comes to the straws by the way i was going to say you listed off a couple of them and i i can honestly say that of the straw options that are being provided now i've tried i think everything that they're offering i've had the paper straw which you know, a lot of times people get they sour on that, but I've, I've had good experience because of like a good quality paper straw, the aluminum or metal ones, and then uh, the one right. that I had mm-hmm. recently was a pasta uh, straw, and that was a the coolest one I ever had. It was a <laughs> pasta, yeah, it was made out of a noodle, and and it was such a cool thing. I was at a restaurant. This was before, obviously, and um, it was really cool because it was like very unobtrusive into the, the taste. And I was like, oh, that was such a great one, except it wouldn't work well on a hot beverage. It was a cold beverage, but if you had a hot beverage, I would imagine oh. that the noodle <laughs> it turns into a noodle. Yeah. yeah. It turns into a noodle. So you'd, yeah. you'd be having, you know, <laughs> a cafe spaghetti. <laughs> uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, oh, I think funny. we do have an audio yeah. delay, which is going to be interesting for this editing. Yeah, sorry about that, uh, audience. I think that might be might be me. I think I saw. I think I, I'm going to blame you. I'm going to blame you no matter what. Unreliable. So I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> maybe uh, do do you? Uh, wonder if I switch. I recommend so you exit the call, and Turner and I will just finish it out strong. That's what I recommend. So you just wrap it up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, um, you know, Turner, you know, I, I, I loved hearing. <laughs> Am I back? You're, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Did you disappear? Right. Yeah, you're there. I disappeared yeah. for a second, didn't I? See? Yeah. That's how we do it here at the Biofriendly Podcast. This we is how we do we come it. Back. We, have, we have delays. <laughs> um, so, sorry about that, everyone. Sorry about that, Turner. I didn't. No, I'm no, sorry no, we've, absolutely. We've ruined your, your yeah. appearance by... <laughs> having technical delays but you know but you know going back to um jacob what you're saying about the pasta straw i mean that that sounds you know like wild but at the same time it's it's very exciting that people are really thinking outside of the box you know absolutely whether it's uh, you know the pasta or the paper or the bamboo and and i think that's part of the the challenge is that you're going to have to go through all these different possibilities before you find something that is you know can be truly sustainable for a lot of consumers, right? So mm-hmm. it, it, it is exciting. I mean, it, as crazy as the pasta 
straw is, it's it's amazing to hear that someone came up with that. Yeah, and right. putting yeah. it out there. So that's that's really cool. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. How how has the demand changed uh, over the last twenty years? Uh, like, do you, do you actually get people who are, are, are who ask about it, who want to know what's being done now? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people are much more conscious to uh, you know the environment now than they were 10, 20 years ago, um, and uh, people are starting to feel like they do have impact. I think before there was kind of like this misnomer that you know it's like well you know, how much can I really do? Right? Sure. Um, but at the same time, people are, you know, are, are coming up saying, Hey, I don't want a straw for my drink. You know, I want the, uh, the, uh, you know, the, um, uh, cold lid, you know, that has no straw. And these are people who, you know, two months ago were asking for a straw. And I huh, think yeah. it's a slow process, you know, where they're starting to realize, like, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a unique thing to see, um, because it's something that just slowly grows and grows. But more now, I think people are much more conscious of it. Yeah, sure. I think that's a good point. That's a good point and a good question, Noel, about the demand because he and I have even experienced, Noel and I have experienced since we've started this show and really getting heavily involved, you know, from the straw change to bringing our own tumbler, you know, coffee tumblers there. Once you start to make these little small micro adjustments, it's amazing how much you notice the presence of a disposable coffee cup or a straw. Mm-hmm. You notice them more. I remember after a couple months of Noel and I bringing our own cup into the the facility, which I mean, honestly, we're going to have to reevaluate that choice um, given our situation now. Like how how do you be green with a reusable cup and not uh, bring any contamination into a place once we right. reopen? Mm-hmm. Right. So this is going to be even a further question. But you do notice a shift, and I think that the regular consumer has shifted their thinking like, oh, to your point, we can make a difference. We can let our voices be heard. So I just thought that was really cool. It's yeah, a no, lot like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Speaking of that, that's absolutely true. You know, I mean, I've seen in my industry more and more reusable cups come through, you know, yeah. the business, you know, and um, and people are much more conscious of it. And, and it's, it, it's great because then also I look at too, I mean, even from a sales point of view, you know, we see... Um, an incredible sales shift when it comes to people buying more reusable, uh, you know, glass, um, glassware, plasticware, uh, you know, and they're flying off the shelves. So obviously <laughs> there's a demand for it. You know, yeah. people are much more conscious of it. So. Yeah, that's interesting. How about like a, a dining in versus uh versus takeout? Does that, does that change at all recently? Cause I know we've, we've pushed a lot here that the, the concept of, of taking that moment to actually sit down and then you can use, like you talked about glassware and dishware and things like that, to actually stay there, have the meal using what's there, what can be washed, and to, and to avoid the plastic altogether. Is, uh, has that changed at all in the last 20 years or is that kind of the same? Uh, you know what? It's changed uh, quite a bit. It's changed in terms of how the materials are being made now, uh, okay. for instance, for takeout, you know, um, where you see much more, uh, you know, uh, Boxes for takeout that are made with you know renewable materials and whatnot, oh. and recyclable materials. So that's definitely changed because the old day just it used to be just you know, your basic little plasticware, right? You know, with the plastic bottom and the top on on it. But now you're seeing like paper boxes that are actually recycled. And, yeah, uh, they're using more and more of it, and it's really nice to see that because, um, you know, I, I think consumers are very aware of it, and and sometimes you know in my um, line of business. There is feedback. They're like, "Wow, I love the fact that you guys are using this instead of, you know, the uh, 
large plastic containers that, you know, I, I used to be accustomed to. And so they're aware of it. And it's good because, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like it's like it's part of that small incremental changes that you can make to really, you know, try to have an impact. Yeah. Whenever I see a business yeah, that has again, a sign, again, I mean, that's whenever whenever a business has a sign that says, like, we you we use these reusable products, we're water, <laughs> you know, conserve conservation. That always for me makes me want to go to that business more. Yeah. So I think that it, the exciting thing is, is now businesses are starting to realize they're going, hey, the more we brag about that, we're trying to save the planet, the more people are going to return, which is not a bad thing to do. You know what I mean? So, yeah. No, I'll only absolutely. go to a place if they're converting the urine from the bathroom into drinking water. Otherwise, oh. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going. It's the bear uh, grill. Bear grill seal of approval. You got to You got to know absolutely. that all that urine is coming right back into this this cup of water, right? I had another joke that I missed earlier too. <laughs> when you're talking about about uh, about your about the how you just noticed, you know, when you, when yeah. you stop bringing the. the Stop using the cups. You start bringing a right. cup in. How you start to notice cups? I was saying, that's that's like when we got our matching Ferraris. It is. Before that, <laughs> we never no we never saw Ferraris on the road. And right. now I swear now it's like I every car is a Ferrari. Right. Yeah. When when Noel and I yeah. got Terrible. the matching Ferraris with V twelve engines, that uh, <laughs> <laughs> have no regard for the environment whatsoever. Yes, you remember? Yeah. You remember? <laughs> And you guys have that part next to your matching uh, Humvees, right? Oh, yeah. We do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we go in, in and to bio-friendly every day, and we go, oh. <laughs> so. Yeah, we, 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 uh, we actually, I, I will actually tow my Ferrari with the Hummer so That's that I great. can have them both there. And then I put, the, I put the Hummer in the handicap spot, and I put the yeah. Ferrari in the carpool spot. We, and then Jacob takes the other handicap and the other car. And we're that way we know changing that we're the world. Close. We're changing the world one one parking spot one, at a time. There you <laughs> go. Right. Right. To our audience, you, you know we're joking as always. <laughs> um, no, that's this is so cool. This is cool to hear uh, to get that insight um, because I know that everybody, when it comes to food, food is a thing. Food in the food service industry, that's always a thing that um, is poses a challenge with. Like you mentioned, the takeout items, how things are packaged and how that's beginning to shift, shifting away from straws. So it's always important to see what all these businesses and competitors are doing to one up each other in a way. You know, one store does this new yeah. thing. I, mm -hmm. I would sure I would imagine that the other store is like, oh, no, we got to get on this right now or we're going to look like the bad guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's good, too, because the consumers unknowingly pressure um, some of these companies into these changes, you know, not that yeah. they demand it, but, you know, um, and companies are very open to, to, uh, hearing all that kind of feedback constantly, you know? And so when enough consumers turn around and say, Hey, what are you doing? Um, you know, to make these changes or to help, you know, companies do less, do listen and you start to see these little changes and it's not, a lot of it is, is consumer pushed. So. Are, are the individual uh, restaurants and, and stores that that uh, that serve you know food and drinks and things are they are they asked like is the management of those stores are they asked to 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 give that kind of feedback up the line and to get to get that up or is it just sort of happen organically or how does that how does that work? Uh, it it happens organically. Okay. It's one of those things that you know, um, and the the wonderful thing about the food service industry is that it's always a give and take. Okay, it, it's uh, a lot of it is between you know you know the companies themselves and the consumer so they bounce off of each other you know and that's why you see certain trends happen 
And the trends happen because the consumer demands it. And then next thing you know, the companies follow suit. And sometimes it works the other way around where the companies will present, uh, you know, food items or, or a different way of serving things, uh, you know, and a lot of it is, is presented just to kind of help efficiency, you mm-hmm. know, on how to operate the business and then consumers hop onto that. So there's a lot of give and take. It's, it's a really unique industry in terms of um, consumers have a lot to, uh, to say. And a lot of those times when they say it, it impacts how things are changed and it works both ways. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, what I thought was so cool about that was it is true that for the example I was going to give is that my at my old job, we had a one of my employers wanted to do a suggestion box on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I would check yeah. that thing. I would check that thing all the time. And it was <laughs> always empty. Always. Huh. Because on an individual level, I think that the consumer, the employee, the person kind of feels like, what good is my thought or opinion going to do? Like what if I write in there, I want this or I want that. Are they really going to pay attention? But how much more powerful is it when a group of people start to feel a Mm -hmm. certain way and there's this natural organic shift and change of what we want done. And it's almost unspoken. But that's what I thought was so cool about what you said, which is it's not like somebody just tells the manager and it gets passed up the line. It's more of a it just suddenly the the provider starts to go, we, we need a change because I think this is what they want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So right. and it, it, it's like a wave. It really is. You know, yeah. it, 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 the one voice turns into two, turns into three. And then next thing you know, it, it becomes loud, and, and a lot of times, you know, companies will respond to that. Yeah. You know, especially <laughs> when, when, when it's about the environment. That's for yeah. sure. I, I, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a hot button topic, which is which is good. I mean, that's, that's what we're we're looking for. The the challenge that we <laughs> often we often run into um, at BioFriendly is is uh, is making sure that the that the solutions aren't worse than the than the right. original problem. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's it's a it's a lot of time. There's there's a lot of times you come up with something that you think is going to be right and is going to work, and it's funny when you dig into them. A lot of the times you go like, "Okay, yeah, okay, I think it's better." And then you, you most of the time it is better, but then you're like, "Okay, but there's something coming. There's another, <laughs> there's another disaster uh, on the horizon that we have to start to look at and right. prepare for." So it's it's right. a, it's it's fascinating, and I imagine that it's probably similar in 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 the, in the food business. I mean, it's like you you you. Uh, it is. It is, and you know, it's really interesting too. Is that a lot of. Uh, the, you know the sustainable changes uh, when it comes to being environmentally friendly is mm-hmm. actually a lot of things. A, a lot of it, it you don't see, mm-hmm. like when you walk into a restaurant. A lot of it is logistics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, uh, I believe it's a little less than fifty percent, maybe about maybe forty five percent of the wood used uh, is is just for logistical use in terms of moving things in this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, certain food companies are now looking at, okay, well, how do we reduce the use of wood for our pallets and huh. moving large, you know, um, supplies without having to go down that road? So a lot of the things that you see, you, you don't really hear about it, but they do exist because it's not directly in the dining room all the time. That you know? is so, so funny because I've never – that is – I've never – that's brilliant. I've never even yeah. thought about that. Yeah. So for those of you who are, are, are listeners to the audience and have never spelt, spent time uh, in a factory before, right. uh, you, you don't move stuff, you know, just one, one, one box at a time. You, put, you load the stuff onto a wooden pallet. It's called a pallet. Right. And it's basically mm-hmm. a, 
just a little stand that you can drive a forklift under so that you can pick yeah. up a bunch of stuff, put it on a truck, move it, take it off with a forklift and drop it. And there are, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's millions of those. <laughs> yeah, there's there really are. There, there are millions of pallets being used every day across the country to move items. Majority of those pallets are made of wood. Uh, and majority of the wood used in this country when it comes to, um, you know, like hardware, it is for pallets. And it is for logistical uses. And so there's a lot of companies out there who are now looking at, like, how can we change that? How can we stop using wood and maybe use something a little bit more efficient? Maybe like pasta. Pasta. We could (laughs) make pasta pallets. Pasta pallets. But but to Noel's point, that creates a different problem because then then we have the great pasta shortage of of 2025, right? Right. Like, we made everything out of pasta. Now you can't even go to (laughs) spaghetti factory anymore. (laughs) And what happens when all the acid rain falls out of the sky? Heats up the pasta pallets and then everything just... And then it's cloudy with a chance of meatballs right there. (laughs) And you you get a warehouse full of guys trying to wrestle pasta. All of my boxes are a pasta. It's funny. You would never you would never think that you are saving trees and reducing carbon emissions by changing logistics because of pallets. I mean, yes. I, that's, that's, that's such a great find. That's a, that's a really I agree. awesome point. I agree. That's, that's, a, that's a big one that I had never thought about either, the pallets. What a, what, yeah. is, what, mm-hmm. a, what a major dramatic shift that the regular public doesn't probably encounter at all. You'd have to be in that yeah. that business yeah. and in manufacturing and warehousing. Mm-hmm. So very cool, very yeah. cool. Well, I mean, I think I think the pasta solution will solve that. So that's good. <laughs> I'm glad we got that. I'm already on it. I've been t- trying to pitch this biofriendly pasta for for months. That's such a hilarious <laughs> visual because you know it would just get crushed. Like right. you know, <laughs> stuff, putting down on a pallet and it just, <laughs> <laughs> it just flattens. You're making me rethink uh, my business plan. I All right. love it so much. I love it so much. Um, yeah. So, right, so while 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 we've got you, Turner, uh, it's time mm. to turn to the bummer run. Unfortunately, yeah. we have we have we have a during the coronavirus uh, pandemic, we have a, a a kind of a a bummer run period of the show that we we have going on. And for today's okay. bummer run, what we'd like to uh, to have you discuss is how do you expect um, COVID to affect food service long-term? Wow. Uh, you know, that's actually... <laughs> Hard-hitting <laughs> questions on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what. That's something that um, is, is very much in discussion hmm. with uh, what I do right now. Okay. Uh, because uh, that's... Uh, I, think, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see an incredible shift in how the public um, is going to use the food service industry. And okay. I think the whole idea of social distancing is going to be around for a while. I mean, I personally can't say how long, but I think that's part of the safety and the concern that a lot of consumers have when, when sure. a lot of this is going to allow people to go back out and eat. Right. Um, when they sit down, do they want to sit in a crowded restaurant anymore? You know, do they want to be two feet, one foot away from someone? Uh, I think a lot of that is going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to change until we all feel comfortable as a society that there is either a vaccine or really incredible safety measures put in to protect everyone's health. But you are going to see it. But what the interesting thing about the, this whole COVID-19 thing has actually uncovered and unknowingly is that it has actually thrown the food industry upside down and really forced the industry to face 
takeout. Mm-hmm. I know that's a, I mean, to a lot of us, takeout is just takeout. But takeout is actually another channel within the food industry and how they can operate. And I think this whole situation has really made people realize, like, you know, takeout was always a small part of the business. But now it's become literally everything in the last month. And I think a lot of companies are going to seize on that and really try to make takeout or delivery uh, or curbside pickup a really big part of how they do business moving forward to help, you know, to help offset the um, the possibility that a lot of consumers won't be coming back to sit down in their restaurants. That's fascinating. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you shared that with us because I think our audience, I think that's a really interesting thing to think about and something that we don't think about because, you know, we're not on that side of the business. But mm-hmm. but you're, you're right that takeout and picking up food is just kind of a thing that it's, you know, you don't give it much right. thought. But right. now mm-hmm. a lot of the energy is how do we make this the most efficient how do we do it the right way? That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and, and like I said, you're absolutely right. Uh, it, like, it, it is something that most people don't think about, but if you look at a lot of the companies right now, they're creating really efficient ways to be able to create takeout for every consumer because they sure. realize that, that there is no other way for them to operate. They have to have takeout. You know, no, you know, they can't open their doors for consumers to come in and sit down and order you know, like normally. So takeout has really become a big part of things. And, and, and part of it, too, is, is creating a really efficient approach for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's not just, hey, calling and then and let me go pick it up. It's like calling when you pull up to the curb, you know, we'll bring it out to you. And so there's a lot of different mentalities in how takeout is being perceived, but in terms of, in terms of just also being safe for everyone, um, it, it's something that you'll see a definite change in for sure. Is there one thing that is that has changed the, the most, like in the actual preparation or, or what's involved in that to, because of COVID, like just during this sort of, sort of time? Is there one thing you can point to that's been a like a, kind of a fascinating change in how you operate? Uh, you know what? Not necessarily, um, but I do know that, uh, you know, when it comes to takeout, I think any company, you, you have a greater control of, of um, making it safe for the consumer, you know, uh, if, if a company is doing everything that it is asked to do, wearing a mask, wearing gloves, doing the correct, uh, you know, sanitation, you know, cleaning or, or really being mindful of those things, takeout, I think can actually be, I don't want to say safer than eating at the restaurant, (laughs) but you, you, but there's a lot of care put into it, you know? So I think that's something that, uh, I've noticed on, on a micro level that is a little bit different. Yeah, because when you dine in, food changes hands uh, more times. Constantly, right. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're in a restaurant, it's going to be passed from person to person. It's going to have person, to make right. its way Absolutely. through. So that's, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's fascinating. Well, I was, it's funny because I was talking earlier today, and oh, so many businesses are doing things that are unorthodox and out of, out of the box to keep the business. And there's a certain theme park, massive theme park, that he was telling me is giving <laughs> away their, their uh, churro recipe online because they're just like, hey, you know, <laughs> we want you to know how we make our churros. And it's like, really? You're going you're gonna to let me know how you do that? You know? So I thought uh, that was fascinating that, that yeah, uh, absolutely. We're, we're probably going to see a lot of big name uh, big brand companies that really want you to remember that they were the best and they're, they're going to be like, well, you wanted to know how we did that little thing? Well, here you go. You know, so it'll be cool to yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like the, um, I like the general goodwill that, uh, that I've been 
seeing for the most part from Same. from people from companies in, in general throughout all this. It's it's a uh, it's interesting that that disasters tend to bring this out bring this out of people, but they do. It's uh, we we we're. I don't know. It's basically kind of like when you're with your family, right? Like with with your 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 siblings growing up. How you like you fight like mad. Or my brother and I would just would just fight to no end, except when it was them against us. And then I had no better no better companion. Right. right no better right. no better person on my side. It's like I may have been you know calling them terrible things a minute ago, but but, but well, now we're on the but same no, no, team. If you're talking about that, no, no, <laughs> that's my brother. <laughs> right. Yeah. For yeah. sure. That's funny. So yeah. It's, yeah. It's 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 funny. I mean, that human nature is so interesting because it's it's a, it's camaraderie versus competitiveness. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's very true. It's wild. Yeah. And I, and I think, if anything, this whole experience, at least from my memory, has never put all of us into the same room. You know, where we're all experiencing this literally together. Yeah. Um, you know, not like as if you know, I'm not immune to it. You know, my neighbor's not immune to it. Or we know someone who, you know, has recently maybe become unemployed by it. Or right. we know someone who's, you know, a high risk. I mean, this is like the most shared experience that I can think of that as a society we've all been a part of. Yeah. And I think that's going back to what Noel was saying is that when you when you get in a situation like this, there is no me versus them. This is just us now, you know, and how do we get through this together? You know? Yeah. So, I love that. Right. It's 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 us now. That's it. It's us now, Jacob. It's us now. Does that does it does <laughs> that go in thing, a tag? Right? Does it do, do we tag Doesn't it? That, is it is it us yeah. now? It's us now. I think that goes in the tags. It's um, just you guys, you know, now driving your Lamborghinis. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just yeah. us now yeah, in yeah. our Lamborghinis. We have Lamborghinis also. Some of these Jaguars. Well, we are actually at the end of the show, but I, I wanted to say that was not a bad bummer run at all. I thought that that uh, of, of our bummer runs, I thought that was a pretty. It, it like went and then it dipped up and it inspired and ha ha ha. Oh, they, they usually do, yeah. I think, but because yeah. we because we don't like to stay sad, but it's like you we sort of have to. You can't ignore the elephant in the room you know it's like right. it's it's covid yeah. is here so you gotta yeah. you, we gotta talk about it a little bit yeah yeah that was, turner you're good at this man you're you, real you should, good <laughs> you should come back on the show is well, there, thank you guys anytime yeah is there any closing thoughts or things that you had um before we get to our the farewells of the of the show well when we took you as an example when we took you to the desert for a week <laughs> uh in yes. 100, 100 degrees to to uh-huh. shoot a western what was mm-hmm. what was the moment that stuck out in your mind the most uh, let's if, see, during that whole experience? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It was probably when we were all in our costumes. Yes. And I looked around and I said, wow, I, we're all dressed up, you know, to the nines in, in this Western, uh, you know, garb. And I was blown away and I was like, this is just amazing. I'm yeah. out in the desert dressed up as a cowboy. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. It was, <laughs> was fun, wasn't it? it Sleeping was, on the roof of the mercantile. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a period in our lives that I'll never forget, and I too, similar to that, remember looking uh, at at a, all of us and looking at my clothes and just being like, I can't believe this is my reality right now. Just get yeah, up every right. just get up every day, put on a hat, and my yeah, boots, right. and yeah. <laughs> like we are incredible. in the wild west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was the best. Oh, Turner, yeah, you're a great cool. guest. We are so glad well, you joined you us. Yeah, you're gonna stick around it. while we do our tags. This is the most fun part. You get to watch us go through and try to remember all our terrible, awkward uh, um, <laughs> phrases okay. that we can't remember. Um, All right. So, Noel, you want to kick us off? Sure. Uh, The Biofriendly Podcast, your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. Uh, 
greater parasympathetic nerve activity. F- featuring it. Let's oh, featuring. That's yeah. right. Featuring greater uh, parasympathetic nerve activity. Not just charismatic megafauna. Nature is perfect. Look at eggs. <laughs> um, it's us now. <laughs> <laughs> and dolphins don't quit. Dolphins don't quit. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad uh, you remember that one. I forgot uh, yeah, that one. It's, it's okay, us now, it's and us dolphins now. don't quit. That's it. That's it. We got them all. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining well, us thank this you. week. Thank you, yeah, Turner. Absolutely. Thank you all uh, for you listening. Guys, yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Spread the word. I definitely will. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Talk well, to you guys next you guys. time. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast.